Hey guys, what's up? It's Tyler Kluver. This is the Snapped Podcast. So glad that you're joining me. On this podcast, we're going to talk about diet, exercise, mindset, training, sports, performance, and any of the things that we discuss, me or the guests that I bring on, is going to help you get better and help you get healthier in some way or another. We're glad you're here. Sit back, relax. Let's have it. texting to start this episode I'm texting a client because that's how dedicated I am as a coach okay I start a podcast doesn't matter client texts me I text him back and the question actually was and he'll hear this Jacob so shout out the question was is there a way to mitigate muscle soreness through nutrition which is a good question and to be honest generally the answer is going to be um, you can do a lot of things to kind of mitigate how sore you are, but soreness is going to be a thing regardless of what you do. Um, which actually would be a great topic for this, for an episode of this podcast, not this episode. This episode, as you can tell from the title, is going to be about EMOM workouts a type of workout, a very, very effective type of workout, one that I use myself, one that I program for many of my clients. Probably the best way to actually increase your fitness, not just your cardio, not just your strength, not just your ability to do skillful movements, but all of those and more. EMOM workouts. And the reason that they are so effective is really about tenfold. Um, and again, I'm finishing this text message. So just one second. This is, this is really, this is really the nitty gritty, what you get when you come to the snap podcast. Soreness is gonna be present regardless of how well you recover. You know, soreness actually is something we should seek. Not in a, not in a way that if you're sore, you got a good workout, because it's not always true. You could shovel the driveway and, you know, there's a yawn, respectful of you guys. Uh, you can shovel the driveway. I, th I think about like when I stand at the counter and like, I don't know, this is so specific and maybe none of you do this, but when my wife and I buy the, like, uh, we buy bulk, uh, beef, right. Hamburger, bulk hamburger, and like a 10 pound tube. And then we like cut it up ourselves into one pound segments to use while I stand at the counter and do that. My back gets sore because it's just a position and a prolonged amount of time that you're just not used to. Did I get a good workout because I did that? No, but I'm still sore. So soreness doesn't equal a good workout. However, 
assuming that you have, you know, sort of programming in place that's smart, you're doing good movements at good intensity, being sore and sort of feeling beat up every once in a while is something that we should chase. It's our body telling us, okay, we got to get better. We're going to get better. And then obviously the ensuing behavior and tactics to recover from that soreness is sort of what makes us a better version of ourselves. Nonetheless, imam workouts, which can make you plenty sore. I think we should first define imam. Not that this podcast is really going to be a long or, um, you know, difficult one to understand. But what is an EMOM workout? And I'm going to actually read this from healthline.com because I don't, you know, people put things in a much better way than I do. EMOM workouts are a type of high intensity interval training. I think that's a great place to start. This is why I read the article. Hit, as some would recognize that, hit workout. Like if you go to a hit class or a or you do HIT workouts that are programmed by your gym or whatever. That stands for high intensity interval training. Now let's talk about that for a second. High intensity. There's there's two parts of that, right? There's the high intensity part and there's the interval part. High intensity is generally going to take you into your zone three heart rate. And that's probably a bad way to put it, but essentially what you're working with when you work, I mean, there's more to it than this, but if you really want to make it simple, there's three zones of heart rate that you're generally going to be in when you're working out. Okay. So let's think of it this way. The easiest way to think about it is there is zone one where you're going to be Basically, you could move at that pace forever. You could have a conversation uh, with somebody that is basically unimpeded, and you could you could continue forever. It's it's like a forever pace. For most people, that's going to be somewhere around a hundred to a hundred and you know thirty beats per minute, right? heart rate wise. Then you're going to have zone two, which for most people is going to be fall between anywhere between 130 and 160. Obviously there's, depending on your age, this is, this changes a lot and your fitness level between 130 and 160 is sort of zone two. And, and, and that range is going to be a pace where it is difficult to talk, but you can still maintain the conversation. For example, if you're, you know, if you're on a run, you're going at a pace with a partner that's running next to you where you're breathing, but you can still talk to that person, but it is difficult. Zone one, it's not difficult. You know, you're on a walk or you're, you know, doing something very, very slow, lifting weights even. And then there's going to be zone three, which is going to be above your lactate threshold. Um, kind of this, the simple cue that goes along with those first two are, at this tempo, at this intensity, you are not going to be able to carry on a conversation for very long um, because that requires more oxygen to talk and actually form words and 
mental side of things as well. And the yawns just keep coming, baby. And that's going to be above 160 for most people. Um, that's considered high intensity, right? So this is up in that range. And often what accompanies that high intensity is a period of work and a period of rest. That would be your interval training, high intensity interval training. The reason for that is because at those high intensities, especially in untrained individuals or those who are not elite athletes, even for those who are elite athletes, really, because it's all relative, it is going to be hard to sustain that intensity, that heart rate for long periods of time, right? Especially when you're just starting out, if you're untrained, if you're not fit, those periods of time where you're going to be able to handle the sort of pain and discomfort of a high intensity workout, you're going to be down in the 30 seconds to one minute range, right? It's not going to be very long before you have to switch into an interval of rest. And then eventually you get enough rest and you come back to that work interval, right? That may be a one to three work to rest ratio. When it comes to HIT training, and this is big about the EMOMs, when it comes to HIT training and high intensity intervals, rest periods become very, very important and really define how hard you're going to be pushing your fitness level. Right. Because we can all, everyone can go hard for 30 seconds. Right. Most people can go hard for a minute of squats or a minute of push ups or a minute of running. Right. But how quickly can you recover and then do it again? That's, that's where we start to play into this. So the EMOM workout, the EMOM format, which we'll get to in a second, that's why these are so effective. So high intensity. Now, if you get into a place where, you know, you've been working out for a while, you kind of know what you're doing. You dabble with some hit training here and there. You might be able to increase those periods of time to where you can work for anywhere from one to three minutes at a time. And then really highly trained individuals are going to be able to push I think about, I think about like a, a run and it's going to vary also um, in modality. So this isn't dead on, you know, running's going to feel different. If you're doing a, a hit running workout versus a hit cart, uh, a hit rowing workout versus a hit biking workout versus a hit workout that's using barbell movements or body weight, it's going to, you know, your time, you're going to run into different muscle fatigues there. That's not it, not exactly just cardio based, which is also why these hit, hit intervals are great because they're working cardio and muscular fitness at the same time. But those highly trained individuals, someone like myself is going to be able to push the work intervals upwards of, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes sometimes, depending on what it is. I think about sometimes when I run. Uh, and I'll be doing, you know, I can run and I'm a little bit of a different case, but I can run at a, in a zone three, a low zone three, 
um, for 20, 25 minutes, right? Um, maybe a half hour even. Um, so why, are, why do imams work and why are they good for everybody? And that's really why these are great workouts because they can actually be very simply adjusted to work somebody out that's starting at zero shit they could be 40 years old and have never worked out in their life or you could be someone who trains all the time like me and they're even more beneficial what does that look like well if i was going to take my dad and give him a high intensity interval workout based on an imam format i suppose now would be a good time to go over that format imam stands for every minute on the minute meaning clock starts zeros on the clock it starts ticking one second two second the minute has started at the beginning of that first minute let's go real easy we're going to do five air squats right we have to complete the amount of prescribed work five air squats once we're done let's say that takes two seconds per squat we finish in 10 seconds awesome now we wait and the rest of that minute is our rest. Okay. So maybe you got someone that's got real bad knees. They're, maybe they're really overweight. Squats are not an easy thing for them. They might even be squatting to a chair and standing up out of the chair. Five squats to a chair and then standing back up. That might take them 30 seconds, 40 seconds, right? The rest that they're going to get is shorter. It's going to be more difficult for them more of a fitness overload for them to do that. And the general idea is however fast that you work, the more rest you get. So yes, you're giving yourself, you know, I give myself 30, 40, 50 seconds on the end of an interval, but I have to do the work quickly to earn that, right? The goal being whatever work you're doing, you're going to do these workouts to get better at them so that they take up less energy so that right now, maybe you're doing a set of, you know, for someone like me, one on the minute would be something like 20 year squats. Right now, three years ago, when I wasn't as fit as I am now, 20 air squats might've taken 45 seconds. And the amount of energy that took was much higher than nowadays when I could do it in maybe 30 or 35 seconds. And when, I, even though I've done it faster compared to three years ago, I'm not quite as taxed. And now because I can do it faster, I actually have more time to rest before oh, the next minute rolls around. And guess what? On the minute at OM part of the EMOM, you're going to start again. You're going to do round two. Now, Easiest definition of that is with EMOM workouts, you have one minute to complete a specific number of reps of a particular exercise. The key is to finish your reps before the minute is over. When you've completed your set of reps, you use the remainder of that minute to rest before you're on to the next set of reps. You repeat this cycle for the duration of workout. That, that next set of reps, that second minute, could be the same work that you did in minute one. And I'll talk about why you would do that in a second or it could be a different movement, okay? 
So say this is often one that I'll do, right? I want to work one arm exercise. I want to work one leg exercise. I want to work one ab exercise. A very, very common EMOM that I will put me and my wife through. Okay. We're, we're across the entire workout. We're hitting the whole body. So we're going to do push-ups on minute one. We're going to do air squats on minute two. And we're going to do plank on minute three. When we get to minute four, we'll go back to push-ups. This sort of workout allows us to hit more movements of the body. It allows us to rest even longer. So not only do we get that rest before we have to do more exercise, but then when we start the next set of exercise, we're actually using muscles that we didn't have to use in the first minute, right? When you do a push-up, that's contraindicated to a squat where you're not going to be using those same muscles. So before you have to do another set of push-ups, you got three minutes. Before you have to do another set of squats from your last set, you have three minutes to recover. And that's another way to build and rest. Now, if you're trying to get good at being able to do a large amount of one, if you just want to do squats, you're really bad at squats, you're really trying to work those glutes and those legs, well, then maybe we use squats for every minute, right? We do a 10-minute or a 15-minute EMOM where you do 10 or 15 squats on the minute. Doesn't take very long, 10, 15 minutes before you're hitting 150, 200 air squats. Obviously, you have to build up to that. In my world, at the high level, that's called building capacity. And it's not going to be used on stuff like air squats because those are very simple. It's going to be used on high skill or high, uh, high weight movements, right? To be competitive, you have to do things that are high skill and you have to do some simple movements at a higher weight. So it might be squats, but it might be front squats at 185 pounds, right? Five front squats, 185 on the minute, every minute for 15 minutes. Well, by the time you're done with that workout, you've done 75 front squats at 185 pounds. That's building capacity, capacity, the ability to do something for a large set. Or I guess even better defined is building capacity, taking your ability to do a movement from a low volume to a high volume. For me right now, that looks like two main things, handstand push-ups and chest-to-bar pull-ups. A few weeks ago, I started at three chest-to-bar pull-ups every minute on the minute for 10 minutes. I am now up to, part of the reason is not only, uh, not only do I not have the skill down because it is a, it's a, an accuracy sort of coordination skill of doing those butterfly CrossFit chest of our pull-ups, but I didn't have the strength either to actually swing, keep my core stability tight, pull to the bar, brush my chest. I just didn't have it. In a few short weeks using EMOM workouts, I've been able to get that capacity up to now seven chest to bars on the minute, every minute for 10 minutes. 10 minutes goes by, not a lot of time. And I've done 70 chest to bar pull-ups. Same thing with handstand push-ups. I'm doing a hundred handstand push-ups in 10 minutes, 10 sets of 10. 
not only is my skill and my strength in the movement becoming better, you're actually getting better at the active part, but your body is becoming more fit in the non-active rest portion of the minute. And you're able to recover faster and go back into the exercise without being tuckered out. It is why EMOM workouts are so, so good. Now, 10, 15, 20 minutes, those kind of time frames are where you're going to work on single movements or, sing, or, or double movements back and forth. Alternates is what I call them, right? Or alternators, where you're going to take two movements. Shit, we'll just put those two together since they don't really affect each other either. Handstand pushups and chest of bar pull-ups. And I'm going to work back and forth for 20 minutes, right? When you extend out the EMOMs, the longer you extend out the EMOMs, the more movements you're probably going to add in. Meaning now we're doing handstand pushups, chest to bar pull-ups. We're going to do some dumbbell snatches and we're going to do burpees. So now we have four movements. Let's call it a 40 minute EMOM. Well, now we're not working on that individual movement capacity as much because we're giving ourselves sort of, again, it's going to be a four move cycle, a four minute cycle. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to recover on chest bar pull-ups in three minutes, right? That's not taxing me like it is when I have to do it every minute. So now we're not so much working capacity of a single movement, but we are working capacity of recovery. Because now we've extended this to a 40-minute long workout. Okay. Well, how, how long can my body go on the minute, every minute, doing, doing exercise, doing work? And sort of the variations just continue to go on and on and on. It is a really, really interesting concept. Not only that, but because a lot of people don't know how to program their own workouts. This is the easiest way to do it. Just do an EMOM, right? A lot of people don't know, okay, well, how much should I rest? How many movements should I be doing? Where should, how should I pair them up? Should I, should I rest this long between a set? And then when I finish a whole exercise, should I rest more than that or less than that? Where do I go from there? This makes it very, very simple to just pick a movement, pick two movements. Shit, pick up to eight movements, right? In that 40-minute, if you have the time, in that 40-minute EMOM, choose eight movements. It's an eight-minute round. Maybe you have to write it down because at, at that point, it's become, you know, there's eight minutes to remember in a row. Maybe you don't remember the order. Just write it down on a whiteboard or a little piece of paper that you can look at while you're resting. And now it becomes a five-round cycle of eight movements, right? And you can practice a whole bunch of different things. And you can... You can determine how many sets of each you're going to do by the end of the workout. And your rest is automatically built in. Not only that, all these things I've talked about, you're not only working on your ability to do the movements, maybe get better at a skill, get better at a certain exercise, but you're also working on that fitness. That engine is what we would call it. Your ability for that engine to run longer that fitness level by doing longer and longer EMOMs. So it's a really, really great workout. It's a go-to. It's so good that I do, I do a EMOM every day, minimum. 
many days right now, I've actually bought into them so much. I think you can literally take any movements or sort of things that you want to work on and enforce them into an EMOM format. Um, that a lot of my days now are entirely just EMOM pieces, right? 10 minute, for example, yesterday I did three 10 minute EMOMs. The first one was just thrusters, eight thrusters at 95 pounds, every minute on the minute for 10 minutes. Rested about five minutes. I did a chest bar, seven chest bar pull-ups, every minute on the minute for 10 minutes. And then I finished with an alternate EMOM, 12 calories on the rower on minute one, six alternating single arm double devil press on minute two, five rounds of each. Does it always have to be a minute? No, this is the other way you, before I go here, this is the other way you alter, uh, that you alter this. It could be every three minutes, right? Maybe you determine, okay, we need a, I want to do, I want to do several movements in a row without a rest. And then I want to kind of accumulate that two or three or four or five minutes worth of rest all at the end where I'm still making my work to rest or rest, uh, work to rest ratio, a one-to-one or a one-to-two, but we're doing bigger intervals, right? So here's, here's an example, 10 air squats, 10 push-ups, 10 burpees, 30 second plank, 10, 10, 10, 30 seconds. You do all of those and then you rest until the next, let's call it three minutes, every three minutes on the, on the minute. So you're going to start at zeros. The next round will start at three minutes on the clock. The third round will start at six minutes on the clock, nine minutes, however long you want to draw it out. And in those three-minute segments, you have to complete 10 air squats, 10 push-ups, 10 burpees, and a 30-second plank. For me, that's going to look about, you know, probably somewhere right at a minute to 75 seconds. I'm going to be able to rest for the other minute 45 to two minutes. And then when that third, when it comes around, you start that next interval. So there's a ton of, you know, the EMOM is extremely effective and something that as long as you have a movement or two movements or three movements that you want to work on, you can build a workout based on the EMOM format. And it's really, really, it's a really, really nice way to do things for the average person, right? The easiest way to do this would be, what are three movements I want to work on? I'm going to do an eight-minute EMOM of each. That's 24 minutes of work. I'm going to rest three minutes in between each one. So I'm going to start eight-minute EMOM, call it squats. When I get done, I'm going to rest three minutes. You could just turn it into one big EMOM and just know that you're going to rest for minute nine, 10, and 11. Minute 12 comes around. Now for the next eight minutes, you're going to do push-ups. You go, you finish that one. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Minute 20, 21, 22, you're resting. And then you have sit-ups on your last one. And you do that through minute 30. Now you've got yourself a half-hour workout, some programmed rest in there. You're done for the day. You worked on three movements, not only the muscular side of things, but also the cardio side of things, you've done a hit workout and it's just very, very effective. So hopefully if you guys haven't done EMOM workouts before, 
you are now inspired to do them or try them, I think you will find them quite beneficial. And I hope that me over explaining what that is, is, uh, has, has been educational for you today. Thank you again for tuning in. Go get yourself an EMOM workout. You can really, really vary these things to how you want them to be. And uh, they can get pretty nasty. So go get fit, boys and girls. Talk to you next week.